Hey guys, welcome to the Cast the Pods podcast with your Cast the Pods podcast. Fuck. <laughs> I was so close. Hey guys, welcome to the Cast the Pods podcast with your Cast the Pods podcast. Cast, Luna. And Lynette. <laughs> you did it. This week we discuss heroically saving animals, quitting our jobs and working at a factory, books versus their movie adaptations, and cheese. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CastThePodsPC. And now it's, it's time, time to cast, cast the, the pods. Bling. <laughs> Whoa. All right, Crash Bandicoot. Oh my god. <laughs> Try not to wreck the studio. We I'm just so sorry. <laughs> no, I just I got so excited because I noticed there was a swipe thing on my phone when I was gonna start the timer for the podcast. You're gonna start the timer on time. Yeah, I was yeah. already. And then when you swipe, it goes to an actual stopwatch. Whoa, what the fuck? Did you guys go into your stopwatch and iPhones. your iPhones and swipe to like you're gonna accept it for a Tinder date? And then you'll see a stopwatch. Isn't swiping right to the Tinder? I don't fucking know. No, I don't either. Like, oh no, we should know because most of the time we swipe left. <laughs> I just, I, I don't. I swiped it. the app into the trash can. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used it for a while. There's a trash can. No. <laughs> get in the sea. It's a joke. <laughs> I can't wait to get a new phone. I like mine's smashed and I dropped it the other day and it smashed more. And I'm like, oh. I'm kind of tired of cutting my fingers. <laughs> Did you mistake your phone for an avocado? <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? You seem uh, a little tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Uh, I, I, it's like the first week I've gone back to work properly since being sick right. and being out of work for over a month. Um, wow. so I, this is one week. It's not even a full week. We had Monday off and it's not even like a full day shift. I only work like three or four hours a day tops. Yeah, but still. Um, and I don't know why I'm so exhausted. The children, I didn't, I didn't even do anything like strenuous today. Actually, hang on. Wait. Okay. Wind it back. One of the kids today at work asked me to one V one him in basketball this child is going to be like, I want to say, 11 maximum. Okay. And it, he schooled me in the school grounds. Oh, you got served. <laughs> yeah. I and think that's how it's used, isn't it? <laughs> I'm Look, cool. You can't say things and <laughs> not be sure of them. <laughs> it removes the impact. That's, that's Lynette humor. No, you stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, you got schooled. There's nothing fun and exciting about this story. It's just Luna whinging. The other night I didn't want to leave the house because I was wearing a onesie and I was a bit self-conscious about going to buy snacks whilst wearing this onesie. It yep. happened to be a Twitch-branded onesie, bright purple. On brand. Hoodie, thumbs in the holes in the sleeves, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, and I I wanted snacks and I really wanted snacks and I just I didn't want to embarrass myself by wearing a onesie in public. And I know that you can't relate to this because you wear a fucking fluorescent nightgowns in public. So that's all good. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's me. So I'm like, fuck it. I can't be bothered getting changed. It's too cold. Screw it. I'm just going to go to Coles. Alls of the care in my onesie. I'm driving through the car park and I notice that 
uh, as I'm driving through the aisles of the car park that there are all these seagulls sort of like strewn around randomly mm. and then and none of them are really moving as I'm driving through and I'm like, yep. this is weird, I'm going to hit one. So I like <laughs> slow down and as I slow, I come to what I can only describe as like a circular ring crowd of seagulls <laughs> formed around <laughs> what was a seagull battle to the death where two seagulls were fighting each other. <laughs> And Seagull fight club. Can you imagine the audio of this? <laughs> anyway, these two seagulls. Um, <laughs> One's still... called Stephen. Stephen Seagull. <laughs> he was not letting go. There, these two seagulls, they had like, they were full on. I don't know how to describe a seagull fight other than one of them had its beak firmly attached to the other one's wing. And if you've ever felt a bird's wing before, those things are fragile. Mm. Um, and I'm in my car and it's and I'm in the middle of a car park. There's people everywhere and there's a fucking gang fight going on. <laughs> <laughs> seagull gangs. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, they're not moving. They won't get out of the way of my car. They're hurting each other. They're squawking. And I'm like, fuck. Now, remember, I don't want to be seen in my onesie. And here I am. I I stop my car. I open the door. I get out in the middle of a packed car park. Oh, no. And I run up to these two seagulls, which won't let go of each other. One of them is, like, more weak than the other one. So I start screaming at one of the seagulls, <laughs> Get off him! Get off him! Get off him! In the middle of the car park. And they all started to fly away and they... <laughs> Finally, eventually broke apart the two and and off they went and flew. And then I'm left standing there. I've just caused A, an audible kerfuffle, B, a visual one because all these seagulls have left from where I am standing. <laughs> and all that's left is me standing next to my car just in this fucking Twitch onesie just having screamed at some seagulls. And I just kind of like dusted my hands off and got back into the car to find a car park. But fuck, man. What, did anyone, was there anyone there? Did they look yes, around? There was like a bunch of people going to buy alcohol that oh just God. all turned and looked at me. And Amazing. I was just like, in my head, you know, and if this was a movie and I was writing the <laughs> script and therefore I got to say something afterwards, I'd just be like, I just saved that fucking seagull's life. What are you doing about it? <laughs> <laughs> That's some pretty awesome, like, uh, brand representation for Twitch, though. Uh, I know, right? Middle of the night, you know, in the middle of a car park. Just screaming crazy stuff like being a crazy woman in the car park. Can you imagine being a bystander at this point? And this is what you would have seen. You would have not really seen much, maybe heard a couple of seagulls and then turned around and just heard, get off him, get off him, get off him. And then just seen this girl with red hair all in purple and then this mass of seagulls just flew up from where she was standing and she just standing there looking like really fucking pr pleased with herself. That's what you would have seen. I probably, like, I'm not a normal person, so I probably would have been walking along, seeing that, and gone, man, she's cool. I'd, <laughs> like, I'd like to be her friend. Hey, and I'd be like, who's that weirdo in the fucking dressing, dressing gown, gown looking at me? <laughs> Get in your car and drive off going, oh, my God, save me from this. I would add that to the story. And then I looked over and there was this weirdo in his dressing gown <laughs> staring at me. Who wears a dressing gown in public? Seriously, says the Twitch onesie woman. Oh, shut up. It's I amazing. do. I like, does anyone else do this, though? I know you do, but do you feel more confident around your friends so you could just wear whatever the hell you want when you're going out to, to get stuff? Like, I know that I will happily wear my leopard print onesies or, like, my unicorn slippers or whatever it might be to Coles or to the, the shops 
as long as I'm with a friend, even if they're just if they're dressed normally, if they were in a fucking suit and you know, I do yeah, I, I yeah, wouldn't absolutely. care. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I've um yeah, well, you know, me, me dressing gown man. Yeah. Um uh I I'm pretty sure I've gone out just to hang out with friends in the city and stuff like that in my purple dressing gown <laughs> while they're all in their business after work clothes. And you're just like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, boy. Actually, I wouldn't say that, but I just did and I feel dirty. <laughs> Get off him! <laughs> I guess in a sense, I was trying to help these strange animals uh, out. Mm. But have you ever had like a stranger try to help you in a public place um, and – like not been welcome to it. Like I have like a couple. Like you haven't welcomed like me yeah, that intervention. You, someone's just come up and out of the kindness of their heart, they're trying to help you by giving you a advice or like uh. letting you know something and you're just like in your head, fuck off. Yeah. Like um, I recently had a guy, literally we were at, a, we're at the lights, I'm in my car, he's in his truck and um, I hear this beep and I, I figure the beep is for someone else because I'm not doing anything wrong and the beeping just keeps going. I think it was three horn honks and I finally look over and the guy in the truck next to me yeah. like gestures to me to wind down my window. So I wind it down and he goes, you got a lot of smoke coming out the back of your car. And at that point I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about it in this exact time? We're at the traffic lights. Like, I'm just going to get out, whip out my tools, reinstall my fucking muffler and my exhaust. Like, what do you want me to do, dude? Just throw your hazards on going, all right, put some, some witch's hats out. Like, I wanna, go around, guys, go around. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, like, I want to make it clear that it's freezing cold and my car emits hot air from its exhaust, so therefore everything looks like smoke. Yeah. Um. And I just, I just sort of looked at him and then looked in my rearview mirror. I couldn't see anything, so I was just like, I just like gave him a thumbs up and went, "I'll check it out, mate." Like what, what? And then he was like happy with himself and off he went. And I'm just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, what love, was I supposed to do?" I love that you had to bro out as well. You're like, "Oh yeah, I'll check it out, mate. Thanks. Cheers for that." Yeah, fucking. Like, oh yeah, no worries, mate. Oh yeah, I've got some tools in the shed. I'll just go chuck it in the I'll back it up. I'll chuck it. I'll raise it up above my head. I could do it myself in my sleep, boy. Me, me, me and Dad with a fucking. Just go out there, lift it up with my left arm, and fix it with me right. Don't you worry about that. Just like... <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like I just don't understand what he wanted me to do in that. In what that moment. makes people okay? So I, uh, I, I don't know if I have it. Like I can't think of anything specific like that where I've received like intrusive stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I, I'd like to know what makes people, what motivates people to do things like that? Like what makes you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, to help. I mean, I'm sure he thinks he was helping. Like I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I understand. And I want to say that I do appreciate when people do help you. Like if you're a stranger and I have a few stories, here's the thing about being a woman and being standing next to a car with your bonnet up. It's like a distress signal. If you have a breakdown in your car and you're female, I don't know. I've never experienced it with a male, but they assume that you don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. And so I'll, the amount of people that will stop and check on me, and it's great. It's beautiful. I'm so glad I live in a world where people are willing to help me. <laughs> um, I know how to fill up the oil in my in my fucking engine. I yep. don't even know the terms for it, but I know how to do it. Yeah, that was and right. I'll be like at the petrol station, my car, I pull over, I've like I've I've purchased some oil, I'm getting it all ready to mm. get the tissue and 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 pull out the the thingy Dips, to dipstick. 
thank you. I don't know what the words are, but I know what to do. Um, and, you know, I'm doing all the thing. And, like, the amount of men that walk past and think it's their duty to save me, they're like, they're like, you right with that, love? And I'm like, yep, thanks. And the next guy, oh, yeah, do you need a hand with that? I'm like, no, I'm okay, thank you. Um, I, my mum actually taught me how to do this. Not yeah. my dad, my mum. Fucking mic drop. <laughs> nice, like, it is nice to help. Yes. Like, I'm not, tr- I'm not decrying that, but, like, I'm struggling here to word it in a way that doesn't sound bad. Like, you're a young woman, most likely, by yourself in your car. <laughs> sorry, wait, sorry. What? You're a young woman, most likely, is what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. I've been friends with you only for a short time. No, you're a young woman by yourself, and I yeah. said most likely by yourself. Yes. Um, in my car. In your car, bonnet up, and, like, you're doing your thing. And, like, so th- the assumptions made that you don't know. Yes. But also, like, it's it's this problematic thing that you're a young woman by yourself with your car, like, and and it it's... It's it's a scary thing yes. to be approached, I imagine. It is scary uh, to receive that approach, mm. but usually it's it's always kind natured people. Yeah. And I the, the only reason I'm like complaining about it is because it's it's more of an anxious thing for me. Like yeah. I get anxious and I'm like, ah, go away, leave me alone, I'll yeah. sort it out, I'm fine, I'm a strong, independent woman. <laughs> but I remember one time I broke down uh, I had this is a common theme with me. I, f- I forget to fill up my petrol, I see it on empty and I'm like it's all good. I'll be fine. Like I know my car. I'm one of those people. Um, and I'm, I'm always wrong, but, uh, I had like, I think I had $15 worth of petrol in my car and I went up a hill. Um, and because of the way that the petrol sloshes around in the tank, it went like to the back of the tank, I'm assuming. And it wasn't able to be, um, what do you call it? Sucked back. <laughs> There's a word yeah, for the, it. The, the, the sensor. Drafted, like, drawn, whatever it was. My car Attracted could, to the engine. My, <laughs> my car couldn't suck it up. <laughs> so I broke down on, on this hill. Yeah. And my first instinct was, oh, I just need to put more petrol in it. So I, I have a jerry can and I call an Uber to take me to. No, actually, I walked all the way to a petrol station, which happened to be shut. Thank you very much. Then I call an Uber <laughs> to take me to the next one. He takes me back to the car. And this Uber guy didn't wait for me. And I was like, thanks. Like, uh, part of me was like, thanks. What if I this fucked up? Like, yeah. and I need your help. But at the same time, I was like, thanks for trusting that I, I've got this type of thing. True. Nice. Um, put that into my car. It still wasn't enough to start the car. So I'm standing there. I'm stranded once again. Mm. Uh, my car must have been there for, I reckon, two hours yep. after the amount of time had, had passed. Um, and it And one man, one heroic man, I wish he was wearing a cape. He like pulled up behind me. He came to the window of oh, the passenger side window of my car, so not confronting me on on my side. Nice. And he knocked on the window and he said, "Did you run out of petrol, love?" <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, it's because of the angle. My car can't like suck it up." And he goes, "Aren't you lucky? I just did. I just did the same thing. I got a full jerry can right here." Oh no! And way. then him and two random dudes who were just walking down the street like filled up my car, helped me push it and get it out like off off the road and out of the way and like fixed it up and then stood with me while I started it and made sure I got like clear. This is a busy fucking road yeah, too. Yeah. Make sure I was clear and all I could do was just wave to them as I as I as drove, drove off. off. But he didn't like want any money for it or anything like that, so yeah, that's it, that's the good story. It was a super kind dude, mm. and so I do I do love to complain about when someone makes me anxious with their help yes. offering. Yes, but there are always it's always appreciated. 
after the fact. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> but seriously, what was I supposed to do about the smoke? Like, I just <laughs> yeah, at a set of lights with Truck Man. Thanks, Truck Man. <laughs> I tend to like to help people as well, um, and I'm one of those people that will step in and offer it and then back away as soon as they like look like they don't want anything. Mm. Um, but the most, my most heroic help story does not involve humans and it's once again <laughs> another story about animals, not seagulls luckily, but I used to live on a main road that had, I want to say, three lanes of traffic each way, yep. including pl- adding on then uh, side roads or whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah. Like- so you got the main road and then you got uh, like a bit of grass or trees and stuff and then you got your side roads. Yeah, so it's yep. three lanes either way and then the like what I like to call was the like the house street. <laughs> Where the houses are. It separated it from the, the main street. But uh, one day um, someone tried to break into my car and I'd called the police to come and actually check it out. And at the same time when I went out to go like f- wait for the police, yep. I noticed two dogs um had run from across the the other side of the, the six-lane highway and were making their way across towards me and they were running and barking at each other and, like, fighting with each other and then running. What, across the road? Across the fucking six, <laughs> la- six lanes. And I'm the only person there in my slippers, in my pyjamas, as usual. As usual. As usual. And... Um, they're barking and, and I'm like, oh my God, these car, these dogs are going to get run over by the fucking cars. Like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, so there I am fucking like, they're right in the middle of the, of the three lanes either way. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm waiting for the cops, but I need to save these dogs. So I like run <laughs> across three lanes, go to the middle. They run back across another three lanes. I'm chasing these dogs across <laughs> fucking massive traffic and I'm freaking out and I don't want them to die. Anyway, I ended up like cornering them in what I think was their property and like I think I have like an empathy with animals where mm. if I like I know how to like not just chase after them, I know how to like calm them down and yeah. sort of like offer them something and then relax them. Um so I'm across the road. I am uh, six lanes plus two side streets away from my house. I'm standing there with some stranger's dogs trying to calm them down <laughs> and then I see the cops rock up across the road and I can't – I they need me because yeah. I'm the one that's like, this is my car, can you check it, like whatever it is. And I'm just like waving across the road screaming out like – Police! Like, what do I say to them to get their... It's me! Like, it's my car! Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. They can't quite hear you because of traffic noise. No, they They're couldn't like, hear me the... at all. They had no idea. Oh, my God. No idea. And luckily my brother was, a ho- like, at home asleep at the time. Yep. So I had my phone on me. I've called him. I'm like, Ryan, you need to get up. Like, the, the, the police are at the house. Um, they're at the door. And he's like, no. And he, didn't, he wouldn't get up. He wouldn't get out of bed. Oh, Ryan. So, and then in the same time, I'm, like, on the phone then calling um, RSPCA to come get these dogs because yep. I don't, can't they, – they what do I do with them? Like, I couldn't pick them up. They were growling at me. Yeah. So eventually what happened was I just watched the police come – dust my car for fingerprints and head off and not speak to me at all because I was across the road. Oh, because, yeah. Because I couldn't reach them. And they couldn't exactly open it either. No. And then the RSPCA came and they had those, like, poles with the loop ropey things on the back. Yep. 
And I then had, and I felt so bad. I then had to, the ones that I had the trust with, I had to like calm it down only for it to then be new, like put on the, one of those noose Noosed, thingies. Yeah. That's the wrong oh, word. I don't but, know what they're called. Yeah. But then, and then like it barked and yelped and screamed. And I felt awful because I made a bond with this dog to try and calm it down. And you I lied to it. betrayed its trust. Yeah, exactly. Well, but you hell, saved it. I saved those two dogs' life yeah. technically. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that. That was a like is a very busy, busy stretch of road. Yeah. Like And I like I tried to because I actually got close enough to the dog to get the phone number off the back of the um the collar oh, the tag, the tag right. yeah, and called the owner and didn't get a response, sent a text, never got a response, and that's oh. when I called the RSBCA because right. that's like the last thing you do because then the, they get like put in do you, do you get it like a fee to release your animals after that? I have no idea. I've never uh, had to do that. Well, but yeah, probably. I think so. Anyway, so Oh, and it turned out that they never found any fingerprints on my car, so <laughs> didn't know what happened to it. <laughs> so, how did you know somebody had tried to break into it? Um, so something was wrong with the lock, uh, the door lock, okay. and the ignition. Oh, so, so they, they got into your car. They got and into tried my to car and Ooh. tried to. Yeah, we assume because I don't have any proof that that happened. And no. the most annoying part is that I wasn't there to let the police into my car to find fingerprints inside the car. Right, so yeah. poor Ruby has copped it. She's been through the wars. <laughs> ah, Copter. <I> <laughs> While you were telling your story, I remember I was a Cub Scout when I was younger. Yes. You, you're taught like not only to be prepared at all times, but also to see opportunity to help people. So like, you know, examples you've given are like, like heroic sort of sounding, but like the <laughs> ones that I see, the opportunities that I see are the ones that it's like, um, you know, old person crossing the road oh. or like typical stereotype little... Goody two shoes. I'm helping the Do people. Do you get a type. badge? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many badges. I was second in my my pack, which means I was second to the to the sixer, which You're was like a leader. Beaming with pride right now, I've, and I've, in meanwhile, in my head, I'm going badges, 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 <laughs> mushroom, mushroom. I'm um I'm beaming with pride because I found a trophy. I've, I'm okay, so I'm moving house at the moment. Yes, and I was packing up some stuff, and I found a little trophy in my little knickknacks box thing that yeah. was me winning the Cubs Cub Scout of the Year award of 1993 <laughs> for Victoria. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. So um, people see this irresponsible, goofy Lineth adult man, and like don't know that he was such a straight little arrow as a kid. Because you're such a badass now. Well, Lineth. I'm not. You know, you oh, know me and my out. stud, stud pressed <laughs> vests. People and... in the street see Lineth coming in his dressing gown, and they're like, "Whoa, <laughs> we got a badass!" Quick, hide! It's Lineth Roman. All right, settle down. <laughs> Fuck. There goes my beaming with pride. <laughs> That's why I like Meatloaf and his motorbike and my, my guitar. That's your inner badass. It's Meatloaf. It's my, my lifelong dream to actually, you know, be not good. <laughs> to <stuff>. be bad? <laughs> be, able to, be able to tell stories and actually talk English. We need to teach you how to speak cool. <laughs> yeah, that's never going to happen. Um, <laughs> fingerprint fine. dusting on cars. Yes. Uh, I've had an experience with that. Okay. A um, couple of years ago, my housemate uh, went overseas and left me his car, okay. which I used like to make sure it wasn't just sitting around and yep. whatever. And I used it to go to work. And I used to work at a shopping center, I Twitch. Um, and <laughs> I was like, Twitch, <laughs> I, I Twitch. Yeah. Twitch, I Twitch yeah. is a brand. No, no, I, anyway, I was working at a different store than the one I normally worked at. Yeah. And the car park in this shopping center wasn't open 
at 5 a.m. when I needed to get there. Okay. So I parked a few hundred meters away at the train station. Uh, turns out that's a bad idea in that area because when I finished the shift at midday and went back to the train station, the car wasn't there. Oh, fuck. So I'm like, car? <laughs> Where are you? Like I walked through the entire car park. I walked around about six block radius from the station. I'm on the phone to the police going, um, this isn't even my car. My housemate's going to kill me. And they're like, don't panic. It's okay. This happens all the time. What model car was it? Oh, yes. They get stolen all the time. They like to get stripped for parts. And I'm like, oh, that's really encouraging. Thank you. Oh, dear. So I had to go to my normal store the next day. And that happened to be further along the same train line. (laughs) And as I go through that station, the car's there. Wait, what? It's back in that same car park. In what? A, in a different car, in like different parking spot. Yeah. But the same car park. Okay. And I'm on the train. I'm going past and I'm like, what the fuck? That's. That's the car. What? So I got off the next train, like ran across the tracks, like not across the tracks, but like. I get you. To the other side and went back and I'm standing by the car. I see the doors being forced open and. I call the police and I'm like, okay, I'm here with the car. You need to send someone over. I stand there for two and a half hours by the time the investigators get there. Oh, my God. Because, you know, they were attending a murder yes. murder scene. Oh. Because that took precedence, of course. Oh, how dare they? Oh, I know, right? Had someone dying and like, getting in the way of me <laughs> discovering the car. Anyway, they finally come and, you know, I give them the keys. They open up the car and have a look. In the front passenger seat was a tin of brown paint. What? And <laughs> the receipt for the brown paint from the hardware store. They didn't steal the paint. The earnings of bar. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. We didn't even have paint in the car. Uh, yeah. They arrived in the car it's after a, they stole it. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? You steal a car to buy some paint and leave it in the car. And then take the car back to where you stole it from. <laughs> These people are even worse at stealing cars than I am at telling stories. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, they dusted for prints. They took like a bunch of stuff and like nothing ever came of it. I never heard anything. And I don't think my housemate ever did either because it's in his name. Okay. But like they ended up leaving receipts and stuff in the car, which they could use to go to this hardware store to get CCTV because receipts have the time. Oh my God. They left evidence. Like why would you do that? And the, and the police are like, do you want us to take the paint? Like, do you, do you want the paint? And I'm like, what the hell do I want paint for? I would have fucking taken the paint. I would have been we like. We did. Like, they, <laughs> they didn't want it. They didn't want it in their van. But they dusted the car and, like, they used black dust and they used white dust. I'm like, why are you using two dust? <laughs> Don't and question they, the police, Lynette. And then they left it all over my car. Yes. They didn't clean it. They and did like, the same Come on, me. guys. Just looks like you're some sort of cocaine mule. <laughs> but really, it's baby powder. And you're like. <laughs> This cocaine smells stranger like a baby's butt. <laughs> How do you know what a baby's butt smells like? I have a bit of news. What's happening? I quit my job. Woo! Yeah! No more stressed, Lynette. <laughs> no, that that I was getting like really stressed. Yeah. Um like to the point where mental health and physical health was failing. Like, yes. And I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. And I said no more and I quit. Like, and this is the first time in my life I've stood up for myself and my health in this way. Oh my God. I'm so proud. And I'm, I'm so proud of me. Yes. Thank you. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel so good. It's been like five days and I'm just, I'm, 
I feel really, really good. I'm shit scared for the future because I'm like, I need a job. <laughs> but like prospects are there. I'll be fine. Life will work out. But yes. like, holy shit. Like I'm, I took a stand for me. Yeah. Yay me. Yes. I was Pat's actually saying back. to my mum, I'm like, Lyneth is so much perkier and I've only spoken to him via text. <laughs> you are so That's much, encouraging. Yeah. No, you are literally so much perkier since you quit. So I was like, I'm already seeing a change and, it, and it's literally taken like 24 hours, not yeah. even. It's funny because while I was there, I was so very stressed and down on myself and down on the world and, 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 and obviously it it came across in, yes. in my text and in, in my, in the, in the way I was and stuff. But, um, it, I'm still really stressed, but yeah. it's a different kind of stress because yes. I'm just like, what, what am I going to do now? Kind of thing. So, and that it's not a, Oh my God, I have to go back there at Sunday night yeah. and work tomorrow. Jesus Christ. How am I doing this? It's a very different type of thing. And I, f- I just feel so light. Is it? Yeah. I was going to say you must feel a, so relieved, Yes, but your stress is laced with a little bit of excitement because the future holds whatever the fuck you want to do with it. Exactly. Do you have any advice on this for anyone who's listening, who is stuck in a job that they hate and want to get out? So I wouldn't necessarily recommend what I've done. Just up and quit. Unless you know that you're going to be able to be in a position where you are secure in where you're living mm-hmm. um, and that you have enough uh, financial uh, and whatever else resource to survive a little while while you find your next opportunity. Yes. Um, it's not a decision that was just a snap decision. It's something that I've been considering for a while. Yeah. And if you do go and do it, then don't isolate yourself. Um, if if And don't be afraid to ask for help. That's another mm-hmm. thing that I, I have uh, a lot of trouble with is is actually admitting that I need it and asking and like, and accepting it. Like yeah. it's not, it's, I, I've asked for help from people before and I've sought, you know, counseling and whatever else I need to do at the time, but it's, it's accepting what I'm told or what I'm given, um, as assistance, yeah. uh, mentally, like actually assimilating that into myself and, 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 and making a change in yeah. my outlook and stuff. So that's a big, that's a big point as well. Like, I'm not going to go into detail of the way that you quit, but I have done a similar thing with a job that I only worked there for a week but could already tell that the people and the environment and the way I was being treated was no longer this bubbly, Mm. uh, positive human that I like to put out there. I was completely just put back into my shell and felt like a fucking – like a number. I just didn't feel like a human. I was only there for a week. That sucks that I just that that quickly. I just bailed. I just went, fuck this. I'm not happy. Yeah. And it was weird because I was actually in a place where I had I had all of my family support, but the person I was with at the time was, uh, this is just how full time jobs are, and you've just got to get used to this. And you I'm just like, have to suck it up. Yeah, and like you think of just think of the money or think yes. Of it. Now, see, that's a very big point. Is that's something that I've told myself for many years. Do it for the money. Put the blinkers on, head down. It's just the job. Do the job and leave it there. And when you leave at the end of the day, and go home and live your life. That doesn't work. That's the advice that you were given. That's the advice I've been given by so many people. Uh-huh. By the same token, a lot of those same people have said to me for many years, health is number one. No. You shouldn't you need to look after yourself. Yes. But they're always of of the of the, the dichotomous opinion that you need to look after yourself, 
but don't just give up your job or don't give up your opportunity. You mm-hmm. need to have stability. You need to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the, this 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 whole rhetoric that the, the media and stuff has on at the moment about how full-time jobs have dropped and and part-time jobs have replaced the thing and it's like this – it's being portrayed as this massive um, – a devastating thing to the country and to our economy and stuff like that, which I think personally is a load of shit. Um, full-time job, buying a house, having kids, settling down, like that whole, you know, 70-year-old like outlook on how life is supposed to go yeah. doesn't work now. No. And, and, and the people that are pushing that as the ideal and, and criticising young people for not following that sort of um, blueprint – Mm-hmm. That they did or their parents did, and it worked out for them. Good. <laughs> um, it, it it it's it's ridiculous to think that everyone should be following that sort of thing. That you should be um, going to university or not, and aiming for a full time job. More often than not, I'm I find that the people that have these full time jobs that are creative people, or that have more to offer in life than just sitting at a desk or being a process worker. Yeah, like just being a number in a in a chain. Yeah, often completely unrecognized by the people that actually make the most out of the business that they work for yeah, uh, are destroyed. Like they're broken down, whether it happens in a week like it did for you or whether it happens over like 13, 14 years like it did for me Mm -hmm. um, to the point where you snap and go, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm, I need to step out for me right now or like, you know, Shit's gonna hit the fan, motherfuckers! Don't like Jesus. what you think. Like some people go postal. Some some people actually like don't process their 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 emotions and stuff like that properly and bottle it up for too long and yeah. don't release it in any way. They 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 do. They just they snap. They go postal as as it says. And then, like that's a phrase that's come out of America where so many U.S. postal workers have snapped oh. and gone in and shot up their wow. their, their workplace because they full on they can't tolerate. Yeah. Being incon like inconceivable? No, incon. I don't. Th- I don't think you're using that word. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> oh, that sounds creepy. In my ears. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking like it's not inconspicuous. It's like you know, like you don't matter at all. Like you just you. No one even notices you. Inconsequential. Sure, that'll do. Oh, thank you, big words. <laughs> Luna, the cyclopedia of words. They call me big words back home. <laughs> No, I completely G'day agree with you. Words. There you go, love. I think that there. I've always discussed this with uh, my sister, and we sort of joke that we're like, "Oh, I wish I was just the type of person that just sort of was able to switch off all desire and aspirations and just do something that does not fulfill me because it brings money in and just like be happy with like a basic life, like a systematic life." Yeah, we always joke about that because we want more from life than what the system and it is a system currently uh, serves to us. And that's when you find people like, like myself and like uh, fellow creative humans, human beings and, you know, um, entrepreneurs and things like that, that start realizing that, Hey, this job is not me. I don't, this is not what I want to do with my life. This is sucking the life out of me. Um, and that's how I felt for a long time and a lot of my work. And what I'm very grateful for now is recognizing that. And now knowing that I'm not made for full-time work, that's just not who I am. Yeah. Same. Um, I do need to work sometimes to bring in money to fund the, the passions that I do have. So I work, um, I have a casual job where 
if I can't come in for whatever reason, be it that I have something important comes up or that perhaps I have a mental breakdown the night before and I'm too emotionally exhausted to come in, whatever it may be, that I am not like it won't matter if I say I can't come in today. Someone else can cover you and look out for you. Um, But knowing that you have that sort of support there that financially that that there is money coming in while you work on things that you do like doing, Mm. like, for example, podcasting or Twitch streaming or doing art or creating music or whatever it might be. Exactly. So I feel personally more fulfilled doing those other things uh, than I do working in for anyone, for no matter what the job is. It's more that my personal story is uh, my my goals and dreams and things like that. Or I want to be my own boss. And no one says like, oh, where are you? Where are you today? <laughs> oh, you haven't come in four days out of these five. That way mean you will not be paid for four of these days. Exactly. And the pasta factory will not go on without you. <laughs> Suddenly I uh, work for a pasta factory. <laughs> well, that that seat will not fill itself. The seat? The seat. What seat? The, the pasta seat. The pasta seat? Yes. No, I've already got the seat. Don't pass the seat. You <laughs> keep it. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know what was going on uh, there. Gino, Gino, Luna didn't come into work today. What? Luna no. didn't come into work? Who's going to make the fur for lily pastas? fur for lily Oh my gosh. I forgot. That is her very special taste. Very special taste. Somebody needs to do the spaghetti today. Who's going to do the spaghetti? Who's going to touch her spaghetti? I just want to make sure that everyone knows that none of us have ever worked at a pasta factory. Have you worked at a pasta factory? No. No. Okay, good. <laughs> the closest I've gotten to working at a pasta factory was I was a photographer for a branding <laughs> company and we had to go take photos of individual pastas for their website because they like made bags of pasta and then like put other brand names on it and sold it out, like distributed it. So oh like so many of the pasta brands that you eat – from Olds of the K are actually the same pasta, just with different labels it's on it. It's the same thing with a lot of foods. My uh, my a friend of mine's mum worked in a dairy factory mm-hmm. up in the country uh, on the processing floor for things like shredded cheese mm-hmm. or grated cheese, as we call it in Australia. Wow. God damn it. It's great. It's, it's grated cheese. It's grated cheese. Yes, we've made it better. It doesn't we've have muscles. It it's not shredded. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, she was on the assembly line on assembling her grated cheese. Yeah, um, <laughs> one cheese, two cheese. Well, this uh, one is a bit half of cheese. There's uh, like two halves make a one cheese. This cheese too long for my shredded. I mean, grated cheese. <laughs> well, there we go. Break it in half is greater. So um, assembling cheese. Yeah. yeah. So she was putting she was putting it into the bags of 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 grated cheese bags for a brand for a main like mainstream brand mm-hmm. and ran out of the bags. Oh. And she's asked her supervisor like, "Oh shit, we're out of the bags." And they're like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just use the home brand ones." Oh my god. It's literally the same stuff. It's the same cheese. Hey, Gino! Lynette didn't come in to assemble the cheese today. What are we going to do? What? Lynette didn't come in to assemble the cheese? I know. Who's going to put the one the piece of cheese or two the two pieces of cheese and Nobody three counts cheeses. the cheese like Lynette. Nobody knows how to do it. Not even Jesus Christ himself. We could get Jesus Christ. Oh. I mean, it won't be as good, but maybe like we could get him. Maybe if you get on your knees for Jesus. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Settle down. I'm not that desperate for filling an F seat. What language do we speak now? I don't know, but it's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't bear it anymore. It's such a good a joke. <laughs> uh, I don't uh, have any more. No, that's it's that's that's done. <laughs> Cheddar. <laughs>
I love how but, unicorns are such a big part of your life. Like they're fucking everywhere. I don't notice the things around my room that are unicorns anymore. <laughs> you like to wear rainbow and like sparkly aesthetic stuff. Yes. I do that because it is a happy, like ha- they're happy colors. Sparkles make me happy. Bright colors make me happy. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And I feel like if I just adorn myself in those things or surround myself with those things, they, they kind of make me go, but then I have my darker days, which doesn't mean that I'm necessarily feeling mood, like dark in a mood way, but I just like to just grunge up and, and wear just all black or like, Oh, like dress for Melbourne. Dress for Melbourne. Well, everyone in Melbourne wears black. Do they? In the city. Like it's, it's a thing oh, where city. like, uh, like this, you know, the, the office workers and things like that. Everyone in Melbourne wears black. I see. I thought that Melbourne wore more colors <laughs> compared to other places, but I don't know. Oh, who knows? Who sits there and like tallies? The best coffee. Sits there and like ticks off how many colors. Hey, Gino! <laughs> Gino! Luna didn't come in to tick off the colorful clothing today. What? Luna didn't come in to tick off the colors today? How are we going to know who's wearing blue? I who's wearing know. green? Well, it can't be me, for I am colorblind. Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Maybe we can ask... Rainbow Pete! <laughs> hey, Rainbow Pete! Hello! Are you able to tick off the colors today? Oh, I didn't pay my notepad! Are you related to those mushrooms in Mario at all? It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to commit, but I can't. I don't know where I'm going. Well, you have to figure it out because you've got to count the Is that colors. You, Mario? No, it's not me. It's, it's Marcello. It's the meal, the witch. You brought the Nintendo Mini, the SNES Mini. I brought the SNES Mini over to your house, and um, we we're playing, and I was playing Luigi. Yes, Green Mario. Green Mario, as he's commonly known. Yes, and um, I finished one of the castle levels. You did, and that is when some text comes up on the screen and correct, s- and says that Mario destroyed the castle and rescued the person. Yes, even though it was Luigi. It was Luigi and that I'm did like, it. He's constantly overlooked. Yes. It's so sad. See, like this was we we're playing Super Mario World, by the way, and and this is the thing. I understand Luigi's pain. Yeah. Like, and I was telling you, as a as a young adult, I used <laughs> to play Super Mario World uh, with my friend Lyle, and the two of us used to fight over being Luigi because we both loved him and felt sorry for him, and also both our names started with L. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no wonder there's that classic Luigi. GIF sort of video thing of him um, in Mario Kart, uh, where he's um, he's he's thrown. A, I, okay, so I'm really sorry. I'm not a Nintendo person. That's fine. I've never Just really describe played. Describe what you can. So there's a there's a thing where it's the Luigi stare or something like that, and he's hit one of the p- players with a turtle shell. Okay, yep. And the camera looks at Luigi as he as he drives past, and his head just slowly looks at the oh. the, the camera. And he's just got this sort of glare on him, and he's like, "Yeah, you deserve it, Dad." <laughs> and he's like, "He's he must be pretty dark." Paul Luigi. Um, and also Paul Waluigi. Why Paul Waluigi? Oh, he didn't that, get included in Smash Bros. Uh, was he ever a playable Switch? character? Um, I actually don't know. I remember my brother and his friends bringing the cartridge over and playing Super Mario Smash Brothers. Yep. On the sixty-four in our house, so that's my like first 
uh, memory of it. Mm. And then after that, um, we had it on the Wii. We never had a Wii U console, so mm. the next one is the Switch, so I'm really excited for yeah, it. Yeah, right. But I and don't actually like, know if he was, uh, while Luigi was ever a character that you could play. And, and the, the background of this thing is that every playable character that's ever been in any the, of the, the Super Smash Brothers Super Smash series, Brothers yeah. is in this game. Yes. So every character you've ever been able to play with yes. is in this except is... Waluigi. And well, like whether he was a player or not, everyone's like, God damn it, stop look overlooking Waluigi. Yeah, he does appear as like a, a featured assist character that like if you activate a power in this particular release. Uh. I did see it and everyone was like upset oh. that it wasn't like a playable character, but he does appear in it as an assist, so you can activate a power that brings him out and he does something. I don't right. know. But he probably comes out and goes, <laughs> <laughs> It would have been nice to have him because you've got Wario, you've got Mario, you've got Luigi, you've got Yoshi, you've got Peach, and you've got Daisy. I can't think off the top of my head if there's any, obviously Bowser and Bowser Jr. and all that sort of thing, but why not Waluigi? Like, if you've got Wario, you've kind of got to have Waluigi. Exactly. And they have this new thing where um, the they're called like mirror characters. I can't remember what the actual word was it was for it, but mm. it's a character that basically has the set is has a different skin. So, for example, uh, Princess Peach. Princess Peach uh, is a ca- playable character, but then Daisy is just like a new skin on top of Peach. You can play her separately, but she's like a shadow character that like. She's just a skin, so she's she's the the knockoff Daisy, so that Luigi has a girlfriend. Well, <laughs> knockoff Peach, <laughs> you mean? Yeah. yeah so I mean, yeah. it wouldn't have been hard for them to do the same thing for um, while Luigi and just created like a skin effectively that yeah, that had the same Luigi. sort of abilities, but just looked was Waluigi yeah. physically. Yeah. So I I understand the rage about that, but at the same time. I'm one of those people that watched the Nintendo E3 conference um, release or whatever you call it, the mm. announcements, yep. and I had no uh, no expectations whatsoever. I go into those things not not wanting yeah. anything, not expecting anything. So then everything that they do have is exciting to me. Absolutely. And so I was super pumped for Smash Brothers. I can't wait till uh, it's released and I can, I can get it and play it with my friends. Do you oh. do the same thing with movies? Uh, like um, kind of like even if you've seen the trailer or whatever, you kind of go in like trying to set your expectations low yes. so that you can still at least enjoy yourself, even if the movie's kind of not that great. Yeah. So um, I was recently invited to see Jurassic World yep. Fallen Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, the premiere, the Australian premiere. <laughs> and um, I did the same thing where I don't. I don't like watch any hype about it. I saw the trailer and then I don't like go into it because otherwise I don't go like researching stuff about it Mm. before I've seen the movie because I don't want to build this like any preconceived expectations or ideas or whatever it is that may disappoint my experience in the movie. Mm. Um, Same thing goes for when I saw Ready Player One. Um, everyone was telling me, you need to read the book, you need to read the book. And I was like, yeah, I understand why why I need to read the book. But I'm didn't. one of those people that prefers, and I'm, I'm going to say, I read Harry Potter before I watched the movies. But <laughs> since doing that, I've learned that I would prefer, if I find out that something's being made into a movie and I have not read the book yet, that I'm not going to read the book because I know that I will go into that movie expecting to see what whatever I read in the book and I'll be disappointed, guaranteed, because they left this out or they didn't do this or they did that wrong or her hair colour wasn't correct or whatever it yeah, was. So yeah. um, 
Ready Player One, I went in with no expectations whatsoever and I fucking loved it, whereas I know a lot of people who read the book and were disheartened by certain things. They they changed some aspects of the book, a lot of aspects of the book, so that they could make it into a single film. Yeah. Um, and that's what pissed off a lot of the book fans. Yeah, and that's so, that's my thing is like now I can do the opposite where yeah. I've seen a movie, I really liked it, and now I can go and explore the book universe and see what – expansion it was like what the movie took away and yep. so I'm getting more so I'm living life in that reverse way where I'm not having something taken away from me I'm in fact watching something and going that was pretty cool I want to know more now I'm living in a new it's, universe it's good too the, the book is probably going to be able to have more detail you're going to get their in inner thoughts of the characters and things like that you're going to get more Yes. Knowledge and information so like it's going to be like a fangirl moment <laughs> where I go oh my god like I I read um, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children before I was uh, taken to see the movie and same thing happened where they changed characters around and Mm. they changed storyline around and I I watched it with my mum and we were both just really confused and disappointed. Yeah. Uh, We enjoyed the entertainment of the movie but because we'd read that book so thoroughly, it was just we couldn't enjoy the movie. Right. And that's my issue is now I'm like, fuck it, read the book after the movie. <laughs> By the way, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was fucking amazing and yeah. I'm so excited that I got to see it. Jurassic, Jurassic franchise yeah. has been my life. Yeah. It came out when I was 10, Jurassic Park, the original, yeah. in 1993. Wow. And my mum took me to see it. Um, and I think it was like the second or third movie at the cinemas I'd ever seen. Wow. And... I was obsessed with dinosaurs before the movie came out. I knew all their names. I knew facts and stuff. I had like folders full of of books and things and magazines Mm. that I'd collected. I drew them. I would not shut up about them. (laughs) And then this movie comes out and blows our fucking minds and sets off this this thing. I've got the trilogy on DVD and I love one, two, and three just as much as the others. Yes. And everyone's like, oh my God, you have to pick a favorite. I'm like, fuck you, I have to pick a favorite. They're all awesome. It's about dinosaurs. You do whatever you want. And then Jurassic World comes out and I lose my mind again and I'm 10 years old going, holy shit, dinosaurs. And And number two, I don't know anything about it besides the trailer. Okay. And I'm so excited. Yeah, just go in like that. I do have to say that I love the fact that the movies like the the new uh, Jurassic World movies are mm. creating that same sort of feeling that you had as a child for children that yes. I'm now witnessing happen. So in uh, where I work with the childcare, there, there are children that are obsessed with dinosaurs and when they found out that I was going to see the movie before anyone else, they lost their minds. That's so cool. One of the boys sat down with me and he explained – each breed of dinosaur, each Aww. species, how and then like how um, they genetically modified things and create like just like just he just went into like this big detailed wow. explanation. This kid, I swear, I think he's ten years old, yeah. and he was so excited for me, and he was so jealous that when I got given a goodie bag yep. at the event, it had like a blue uh, the raptor as a Pez dispenser yep. and like some dinosaur lollies and things like that. And I was like, fuck this. I'm bringing this into work. I'm not supposed to give the kids like favorites or anything. Yeah. I don't have favorites, but because he took the time to like explain them and how passionate he was. This is the Paralosaurus. <laughs> he just was so like, he was so excited. I'm like, I have to give him something. Yeah. So I gave him like my, my goodie bag and he That's was so, so happy. Cool. And when he pulled out blue as a Pez dispenser, he was just like, oh, and I'm like, yay. We came into this podcast with no fucking idea what we're going to talk about. And no now we've spoken, we've gone over. I'm going to edit the fuck out of this podcast. Don't worry. There was so, a lot of dead space for me going. So I'm doing the. Uh, I'm going to edit that out too. <laughs> uh, 
So I'm going to wrap the podcast up here. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter on Cast the Pods PC and send us your Ask the Pods. You know how to do it already. Uh, Come on, guys. This is episode 10. You should know by now. Episode, episode 10. 10. Holy what? shit. Stop that. You're going to lose your headphones. Okay. <laughs> See you guys. See you guys. Catch you next week. Ha <laughs> ha